If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Kurt Angle and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show, baby. That's yeah. right. We have a special guest on the show, but first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. I'm really excited, man. We've had a lot of great guests. We had Ronda Rousey on a couple weeks ago, but this man that we had today, he's riding the wave of winning the Owen Hart Cup recently in AEW. Yeah, and this guy, his name is Adam Cole. Adam Cole, welcome to the Angle Show. Hey, guys, it is a pleasure to be here. I, I've been looking forward to getting the chance to talk to both of you for a long time. So so this is going to be very fun. Very, very fun. Thank this you, is Adam. awesome, man. Good, good talking to you, man. I got to say, and Adam, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand, but this is the Pennsylvania podcast today. We, we got Kurt from Pittsburgh. I'm from Reading. And Adam, you were we were born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right? Born and raised. Yeah, in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I say all the time because my uh, girlfriend, Britt Baker, She's also a Pennsylvania girl. You know, she she grew up in Punxsutawney, PA, and went to school in Pittsburgh. So the both of us now, we're currently living in Florida, and we talk all the time. We like Florida. No no digs whatsoever on Florida, but we can't wait to go back to Pennsylvania. I miss the seasons. going to live there long term? I think so. I, I Yeah, I think, I think moving back to PA and staying there permanently is the game plan for sure. We have family up there. The seasons are beautiful. I do. I, I love Pennsylvania. The air is just different. So it definitely so, so, is. And there are a lot of green, a lot of trees. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I got to ask, though. Now, we know she loves the Steelers. And one day we're going to have her on the show and we'll break yeah. out the terrible towels. Now, are you a Steeler fan, too? So, and I, I'll just be totally honest. I, I, because I'm totally honest with her. She knows this as well. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan by default. You know, <laughs> like she, she loves Pittsburgh sports, whether it be the Penguins or the Steelers like full-blown fan. So at that point, of course, when I watch her watch the game and get super invested and excited and yelling at the TV when something doesn't go well or jumping for joy when it does go well, you can't help it. So, but of course, as a supportive boyfriend, I, I'm, in, I'm definitely in the camp of, of being a Steelers fan. But I will say, like going to the games and stuff like that, it's a blast. Oh, yeah. Like it's so much fun. So I, I am, I am That's for sure. Good. All right. Well, then we'll let you stay here for the rest of the interview. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Hey, listen, we're here. Let's talk about Kurt Angle a little bit. When's the yes. first time you heard about Kurt? Was it prior to him going pro or was it when he did join the WWE? It, well, it actually was when um, he did join WWE um, because I remember, uh, Kurt, I have so many personal anecdotes and stories about how important you were uh, to me as a fan and as a wrestler. 
uh, which I could go on and on about. And if it's okay, I would love to jump into a couple of those. Uh, <laughs> yes, Kurt's going to love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I wanted to, I wrestled in, um, uh, sixth grade and then all through middle school and then almost until my senior year of high school. And I did that because of Kurt Angle. Um, oh. Even though I found out about Kurt after he had got to WWE, reading his book and hearing about all the training he would do and getting five hours of sleep and being in, involved in so many different clubs and training twice a day. I'm like, this is this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be this guy who, who works his tail off to get to his goals. And at the end of the day, I knew that I wanted to be a pro wrestler. So I actually started wrestling in middle school and high school because of because of you, Kurt. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <man. laughs> and on top of that, uh, you were the first uh, pro wrestler, first celebrity uh, that I had ever met. Wow. And my experience was so positive that to this day, uh, anytime I see someone like a fan anywhere, I always in the back of my mind go, I want this to be as, as positive an experience as it was me meeting Kurt uh, for the first time, because I was so I was so scared to say hello. My mother was there with me and you just had a huge <laughs> smile on your face. My mom pushed my hand forward to shake your hand. I was <laughs> I was so nervous. And then you were just you again as a kid. You were my favorite from that point on. I'm like, Thank Kurt you. Angle is the best. He is so so nice and so cool. Uh, and then on top of that, again, uh, you know, watching the run that, that that Kurt has had, I think it's very, very safe to say one of the greatest of all time. So it's, it's Thank just, you, Adam. of course. What of course. you're saying is I wasn't an asshole. Huh? Not at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've seen those before, too. And, and as as a kid, it just it does. It really impacts your your future mentality on things, because I to this day think about that time of, of meeting you and talking to you and saying, I want to be like that every time that I, I meet a fan and I want their interaction to be super positive because I remembered it and I know that they do too. So yeah, thank That's you for awesome. that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Adam. Of course. Hey, what made you get into professional wrestling? Yeah. So uh, I was actually taking uh, karate lessons uh, when I was younger. My, my parents split when I was about uh, nine years old. So with my, when I was day with my mom, I was trying to figure out new stuff to do. And I, I wanted to make it for uh, football that year, but I had just missed the deadline. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And I used to watch Bruce Lee movies a lot with my dad. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll take I'll take karate. And I, and I really did like it. I got like, uh, again, as far as you can as in a kid's program, I got to like the brown belt. So like right before black. And I would get there early uh, every day to work on technique. And I would stay late and do some conditioning stuff. Like even as a young kid from Monday through Thursday. And one day I got there and my instructor was watching a taped Monday Night Raw from the night before. And it was Kane and Stone Cold Steve Austin putting Paul Bearer in a sewer. And I'm watching <laughs> it. It's the first time I've seen this. And I'm mouth open. And my, my instructor goes, oh, do you watch pro wrestling? And I lied to him. I said, yeah, I watch it all the time. Yeah, I watch it all the time because I wanted to fit in with him so bad. Uh, and then long story short, he let me borrow a tape uh, of WrestleMania 15 from that year. And it was the first Rock and Austin match. And from that point on, I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. There's these crazy, rowdy fans. There's these all this awesome physicality. Like, this is the best. So th that was the moment that made me really fall in love with it as a fan. 
I love it. Rock Austin in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. There's the connection. There we yep. go. And I know because I sat, I was uh, on the floor for for that event. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. First pay-per-view. Awesome. So listen, you trained at Com- Combat Zone Wrestling Academy while you were still in yes. high school. Yeah. But you're one of the few I found in doing my research that actually hit it big time coming out of CZW. How was your training and why that school for you, Adam? So tr- uh, truth be told, again, I, I have... Uh, a very high amount of respect for both of my trainers, uh, DJ Hyde and John Dahmer. John Dahmer was trained by Iron Mike Sharp, uh, which is really cool. But I, I remember I was kind of deciding which school I wanted to go to because I was because I was a Pennsylvania boy. I was looking at Office Training School for a little while in Allentown. Uh, then I was looking at Chikara, thinking maybe that's where I wanted to go. But again, at this point, I was going to independent shows, WWE shows, uh TNA shows, like anything that I could go and watch, I was going and watching. And I went to this CZW show, Best of the Best, where that particular tournament, they really focus on that like athletic junior style of just these awesome back and forth matches. And I remember I was waiting after the show to like meet and talk to some of the guys. And again, the, the, the head trainer there, DJ Hyde, I built up the courage to tell him that, hey, when I graduate high school, I'm going to train to be a wrestler. Uh, and he looked at me. Yeah, right in the face. He goes, well, why don't you want to wrestle now? And I, and I didn't know what to say. I was like, uh, well, I, I know the school costs this much and I don't have that much money. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in high school. And he goes, listen, uh, the, the, the <laughs> tuition can be done in payments. If you really want to, just come and try out and see if you like it. So I ended up driving back and trying out and falling in love with it and saying, I need to do it now. It's going gonna, it's gonna to eat me alive for this next year if I don't start training right now. Uh, so yeah, my entire senior year of high school, I trained and I would drive, it was, uh, I'd go to high school and then right from high school, I would drive, you know, two, two and a half hours to the school in Philadelphia. Uh, we'd get the snot beat out of us, but we were learning (laughs) and then we'd drive the two and a half hours back and get up and go to school the next day. Uh, but then every day, yeah, every day, every day, um, which it definitely caught up to you. But at that point, again, I'm 17, 18 years old. I have so much energy. You know, I'm but it, totally fine. But uh, it was it was it was definitely exhausting and a, and a body shock for sure. But the one of the coolest things about that school was at the end of every week, our trainer DJ would say, hey, these are the shows I'm booked for this weekend. Anyone wants to come along, you're more than welcome. And I was always one of the only people to take him up on that to where I practically lived at his house uh, every weekend where. But he would take me to so many different shows where I would help set up the ring, help set up chairs work on the music because by the time I was ready to start wrestling, I had all these connections immediately where I was actually really, when I started, I was wrestling every weekend, you know, two or three times a weekend. So, but I owe him uh, a lot of that. So had a, well, had a, you great did a lot class. of networking. That's awesome. Yeah, Adam. yeah for sure. For sure. Which at, at that point in the early stages, it's like, God, it's vital. That's one yeah. of the most challenging things. I think when you're first starting out, this episode is being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life where I needed to make a change, like trying to be healthier or spending less time at work. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. 
And a lot of smokers and dippers out there can probably relate. Zen understands there isn't just one quote unquote right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whether you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there with you with the right strength, with the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and you want to learn more today, check out Zen nicotine pouches at ZYN.com. That's zen.com. That's zyn.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, you're 32 now, so you've been in the business for almost 14 years. 14 years. you started, what was your goal? Oh man. So initially I remember my, my very first goal. Cause again, I grew up on, on WWE and even before I had my first match, I was like, Oh man, my goal is to, uh, you know, main event a WrestleMania or, or be the WWE champion. That was like the initial thing right away. And then I realized how many things within wrestling that I wanted to do, like go to Japan and go to Mexico and, uh, go to Europe and, wrestle for ring of honor and pro wrestling gorilla and all these different places. And I realized it was so much easier for my brain to mentally process, like taking everything a step at a time, as long as I'm working towards whatever that goal is, uh, it feels a lot less overwhelming. And then also realizing there's so much of it that I can't control. That was also very helpful for me mentally. Uh, Instead, I wanted to focus and, and be driven on the stuff that I could control so really, very early on, I realized that I wanted to take everything a step at a time. Like I wanted to wrestle in more states within the United States. I, I wanted to get to a point where I was wrestling three times a week instead of uh, one or two times a week. Um, like two I said, I wanted to, yeah. yeah, yeah, progression, like like slow, slow progression. So early on, it was this, I want to do everything and uh, be on top of the world. And you still have that in like the back of your mind of, you know, whatever that vision is. But I, for me personally, it felt a lot easier for me to process with doing the, the smaller goals as time went on. You mentioned as you were talking there, Adam, about Ring of Honor. Can you talk yes. a little bit about the importance of Ring of Honor to your career and how you ended up there in the first place? Yeah. So uh, ROH played such a big part in me getting to learn from some of the best, uh, for sure. And and funny enough, again, when I was early into my training, I would go to different training schools. Uh, lots of times. And and one time I, I went into, I was like a guest at the ring of honor school and uh, delirious, the trainer there, uh, he, he took a liking to me. So he invited me back whenever I wanted. So I would go there and train a couple of days. And then I would train a couple of days at, at CZW as well. Like it was like this back and forth thing, which was great for me. But that, but then I started getting booked um, for the ring of honor HD net tapings like early on in that television period where I would do a, uh, a pre-show match before every single match and every time or every single show. And every time I would come to the back or send an email, I would say, Hey, uh, anything like, how was it? And every time I would get a nope, nope, you did good. We'll see you next time. And that went on for like a year. And I was like, ah, 
man, I got to do something different. Like whatever, I know they're happy, but I, I want to get a job. Uh, so I, I ended up sending a promo uh, to the booker at the time, Adam Pierce, and he really liked it uh, and said, hey, yeah, uh, next week at the, uh, at the tapings, I want you to actually do a promo uh, before the show. Yeah, you don't even have to worry about a match. So I, I went in and did like an in-ring promo and Jim Cornette happened to be walking by, uh, who was also there. And he saw this and he went, oh my God, we got to hire this kid. Uh, and then that day I ended up getting a job like at ROH. I was, I was 20 years old, um, had been wrestling like a year and a half. So it just all kind of fell into my lap all of a sudden and everything that you work for and focused on. Because at that point, my goal was heavily to get into ROH. That was like my number one goal, number one focus. So for that to happen, I signed my first contract with Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, I, I owe Ring of Honor so much, so much. Well, speaking of Ring of Honor, you were in Ring of Honor for eight years. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Oh, um, okay. So yeah, there, there was a bunch of, there's a bunch of moments I look back on very fondly, but there was one match and one moment where I feel like it kind of took me and uh, a good friend of mine, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, to the next level. Because yeah, uh, me and Kyle, in many ways, uh, have been married to each other within wrestling for my entire career. It's like, I think the longest I've gone without being in the same company as Kyle is three months. And that was a few months back. <laughs> so uh, we've always been attached at the hip, whether it be as partners or opponents. And in this particular case, me and Kyle were still kind of young upstarts within ROH. The fans liked us, but we weren't like there yet. You know, that we would get like the respect applause, but it wasn't like everyone was buying our shirts and really invested in what we were doing. And we had this hybrid, <laughs> we had this, uh, this hybrid fighting rules match in the Hammerstein ballroom. And this one is so memorable because we were wrestling and they were giving us the respectful claps. And then about halfway through, the audience didn't like the stipulation of the match. It was like you were only allowed like three closed fist strikes. There was some, it was a bunch of different rules where the fans were like, what the heck? You know, we just want to see him beat the crap out of each other. Uh, <laughs> so halfway through, they, they started to get bored. They did. They were like, okay, when's this going to be done? And Kyle, not intentionally, uh, but went to throw a punch and he hit me just in the perfect spot on the lip where I could have taken my lip and just done like this. It was completely oh. the whole way through and it hit like a vein or something. Because it was, I was covered my whole chest. And then there was a point where I was on my knees and I yelled to fire up at Kyle and it squirted onto him, like onto <laughs> oh, his chest. Man. It was so barbaric. But but the New York fans loved it. Like, it just, it, yeah, it loved it. They, it. It just like that, they turned. And, and that was kind of the, I think that was the catalyst where me and Kyle both got taken serious as like, you know, main event players uh, in, in ROH. So I, that matches it kind of changed my whole career in a lot of ways. So a little bit of blood really, really helped a us lot out. Of blood. <laughs> yeah. So speaking as your career, it continues to evolve, uh, evolve. You're in ROH and this led to you going to Japan as a member of the bullet club. Yeah. So how did you get into that now? Infamous group. Yeah. So um, again, I've been friends with uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, the young bucks for a really long time. And there was kind of an in-between period for me where I was kind of doing my own thing in ROH. And as bullet club was, expanding more and more um they were they were trying to figure out different ways to make it more impactful all across the world i mean it was already super hot in the, in the united states and obviously very hot in japan but they actually came up with the idea they were like 
Cole, you'd be perfect. We're going to talk to everyone and see if we can get this worked out. Uh, New Japan was was definitely into the idea. So I got the chance to, to work with those guys and be in that group. And man, what a ride that was. Like, like just seeing how it was unbelievable that like every town you would go to, even at like WWE shows or no matter what promotion you were at, it was like you'd see Bullet Club shirts everywhere. Uh, it, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, huge. yeah. Very, very cool to be a part of for sure. So that was another thing I think that um, like timing wise, to get you know certain eyes on me and what I was doing in my career, that absolutely helped. Just being associated with that group whatsoever, I feel like there was all these new fans who who found me and discovered me just from being in that group. Kurt, I want to pause right here and tell you about something that I'm super passionate about. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for GoliathLife.com, but to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance. Those are very important things. We need those, but we never truly know if we're ever going to need those or not. Let me let you in on a little secret. You definitely need life insurance because we're all going to die. That's the simple reality of it. Now, as you let that sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit GoliathLife.com. And I mean right now. Don't delay. Listen, I myself have lost two friends in their 40s in the last year and a half, and I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it. Protect your family, and I suggest you go to GoliathLife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance super easy. GoliathLife.com streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers within minutes and you'll pick the terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and you even schedule the medical exam to come to you. I know I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped all the phone calls, the paperwork, the crazy invasive conversations. GoliathLife.com makes buying life insurance simple. No hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. GoliathLife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. And you can get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. Working with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, what made it special for you? I I think um, aside from what I think of them, you know, professionally, um, I think Omega is the greatest. I think the Bucks are the greatest. Uh, But like all three of us are very, very close friends. Like, uh, we, we talk outside of wrestling. Uh, we talk about things besides wrestling. Like, um, there's like a genuine friendship there. So anytime you get to do anything with people that you're very close with and people that you care about, it makes that so much more special. We all have that mentality of like, you know, we eat, sleep and breathe wrestling and and we love it. And we want to, we, we get so excited about every single match we have together or a different promo idea or, or whatever. Like we're just so, so into it together. Um, so I'd say that, like wrestling nerds, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like wrestling nerds. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, working with those guys is great just cause they're three of my best friends. Nah, and then you got being the elite, which was massive on the internet at the time. Did you ever imagine in your wildest dreams, Adam, that it would lead to this major promotion forming eventually? no, no, like not at all. It's it again. It seriously was just, you know, the Bucks and Kenny and me and some friends 
making funny, goofy videos. And then it turned into like actually putting storylines on there as well, where then that would transcend and it would affect the actual Ring of Honor show or the actual PWG show or it, even stuff over in New Japan. But be, because so many people were watching the YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, to then think that the catalyst of all of that is all elite wrestling is, yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Can you tell us about your contract issues and tampering issues with WWE while you were in Ring of Honor? Oh, yes. So um, there was, well, I don't know. It never really turned into any sort of an issue uh, in the sense of there was no real problems on either side. But I just remember there was a point where I had uh, done a tryout with WWE and at the time, it was a, uh, hey, it's not a no forever. It's just a not right now. We have a different vision for uh, the developmental system, and it's going to completely change. Uh, and we think you'd be perfect for that, but just go and do your thing. So then I, I went and became Ring of Honor World Champion and PWG World Champion and then joined the Bullet Club, all this stuff. So then it was like, a, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Cole now. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm signed. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I can't do anything. So, yeah, fortunately, it was no real um, actual problem or, or what have you. But, uh, yeah, it, it was it was just funny that I was like, oh, it, just uh, a couple months ago, everything kind of changed. Yeah. So, which I wouldn't I wouldn't have traded anything. Like, I'm so glad that that happened. And yeah. I'm so glad I got more time to, again, wrestle overseas, work with New Japan, uh, do more stuff within ROH. Like, it was, I don't know how I would have performed or how I would have been had I, in 2013, gotten signed uh, by WWE versus 2017. Yeah. So... And like you said, you went out and you just won a couple world championships right. in the meantime, you know, so you just elevated yourself. And when you were able to finally join the WWE, who was your biggest supporter coming in? Do you remember? Oh, um, God, you know, I'd say initially, um, God, it was, uh, probably William Regal. Um, he, he was, he was someone who I talked to when I was at pro wrestling gorilla and he had always kind of kept in touch and kept in contact and uh, just uh, again, he was someone who had this this real support system for a lot of these guys who wrestled on the independents and traveled all over the world. So he was he was amazing. Um, and then as time went on, uh, I, I definitely feel like I had that relationship with Hunter as well. And then I got really, really close and still am close to this day with Shawn Michaels. Um, he was just God getting the chance to learn under him in any capacity was so so cool and so surreal um just the most an unbelievably friendly and giving when it comes to showcasing his talents and trying to educate the younger generation uh he's he's the best he he was uh that's without question one of the highlights of my four and a half five years there was just getting to learn under him i mean he's he's the greatest so he is the greatest you're absolutely yeah, yeah. right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taken from a hey, guy Adam, who's been in the ring a few times with Sean, right, yeah, Kurt? Exactly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We've had yeah. some go arounds. Kurt, that he that's is the uh, best. Yeah. Kurt, the uh, he is. But speaking of great one again, that that WrestleMania 21 match with you and Sean, I must have watched a hundred times. Just <laughs> like uh, what an unbelievable. And you guys had unbelievable ones yes. other than that one as well. But but that one was oh my god, so good. So, so yeah, Sean was the best. He really was. I, I always say it and I'll continue to say it. Sean Michaels is the most talented uh, WWE superstar of all time, without a doubt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now Chris Jericho is getting up there too. Yeah. Like what he's been able to do this late in his career. I've said that as well, but I'm going to, you know, right now I'm going to talk about just Sean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Hey, can you tell us a story about how the WWE confused you and Xavier Woods? Absolutely. I can. So uh, I was, God, I, th- I think I was 19 at this, at this point I had been wrestling like independently for nine months like wrestling for these and, and again they're awesome but like like smaller independent promotions with with not a ton, a ton of buzz or anything and there was a website at the time that was like a recruit system where you would put your name in and your information and they could potentially call you for a tryout or potentially call you for you know doing extra work uh, when they're in town uh, which is an interesting little system so of course right away I plug my information in there uh, and three months later, I get an email um, from the head of talent relations at the time. And he said, hey, you know, we got your email. We got your information. We're very interested. We'd like you to come down uh, for a week to FCW so you could try out. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. To the point where I talked on uh, talked with him on the phone for 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, we've seen your stuff again. Um, yeah, this is pretty much going to be a prerequisite as far as like all you got to do is show up and do your thing and you're going to get hired here's who you're rooming with here's what you're doing i'm sending you your flight information um but i'm freaking out i'm I'm calling my mom i'm like mom i think it's happening uh (laughs) and i get and i get the uh i get the email and the last name is different the the first name is the same but the last name is different and i'm like wait a minute so i end up googling that name and it is Xavier Woods. It's Austin Creed. Uh, and so we oh. became buddies from that right away. But <laughs> but they ended up out of uh, – I ended up sending a picture of myself uh, to the head of talent relations at the time. And I said, hey, by the way, uh, this is me. I just want to make sure because the name's <laughs> not right. And uh, all he responded with, so sorry, huge mistake. Uh, are you available for extra work in Philadelphia and Wilkes-Barre? <laughs> wow! So I I got to do that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was I was crushed, crushed. You should have said your name was Xavier Woods. I know. <laughs> hey, I was gonna say good on you though for sending the picture because most guys wouldn't have and just let it played. Just showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh man, hey, I'd have been like, who the hell are you? I know. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so so listen, you make your uh, NXT debut attacking Drew McIntyre in 2017 uh, to become, and you start beginning the undisputed era. That yeah. that all takes off in NXT. Was this all Triple H behind that whole? Hey, let's kick this off, and we're going to do it in grand style. Yes, one thousand percent. Yeah, it was all because I remember, uh, you know, Bobby had just gotten hired, Kyle had just gotten hired, and then I got hired. And uh, there were funny enough, there was a very small stint in ROH where me, Kyle, and Bobby did some six man tags together, and but that was just leading to me eventually turning on on Kyle again. But I remember as it was happening, we were like man, this thing has some legs to it, like some steam behind it. Maybe we could do this for a couple months. And they were pretty set on just nope, moving forward with the angle, which I totally get. Um, but we, we always remember being like, man, I wonder what could have happened if we would have teamed together. Not thinking at all that in NXT, that's what we were going to be doing. So we didn't find out that was the plan until that day at that takeover where I debuted and, uh, and attacked Drew and the three of us stood there. Uh, so we were all very excited. Um, because again, we, we know each other really, really well, both from working together, uh, and against each other. 
So we were excited to be like, cause that was the other cool thing too, is just starting in WWE with that pressure cooker of emotion in your brain of like, sure. Oh my God. Okay. This is I'm finally here. Um, this is what I wanted to do. And now I'm here in the ring and there's all this pressure and I don't want to mess up. I want to do great. Even though we've been wrestling for a long time, those thoughts still do go through your head. So to yeah. share that pressure with two of my best friends, God, it made it so much better. When, when stuff went well, it's awesome. And, and when stuff was nerve wracking or stuff didn't go well, it's like, oh, we had each other to, to yeah, be there. It's got to so. be like a comfort level because yeah. you're all in there together. So right, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was that was incredibly cool that that, that Hunter had that vision uh, for, for the three of us. And I'm glad we went that route for sure. Did you ever think you were brought in just to stay in NXT? You know, I don't know. Uh, there was there definitely was a phase at one point where uh, towards the end where I know there was this vision for what NXT was and what it was bringing to the table, where really when it, when we first ended up on, on television, the vision, as far as I was concerned, was NXT is legit a third brand at this point. It's something separate right. from SmackDown. It's something separate from Raw. We want to make NXT its own thing on television and uh, do as well as we can with it. So at that point, me and a lot of other people weren't even really thinking about Raw and SmackDown. It was like, okay, you know, we, we just started the show on Wednesdays. We got to make it the best show that WWE has every single week. Let's go, guys. Let's tear it up. Like that type of team mentality. So at, at that point, it was just a focus on making NXT as good as it possibly was. But I think at the end of the day, everyone still at some point thinks, okay, uh, you know, are they going to move me to Raw and SmackDown or are they going to keep me here in NXT? Um, and that, that started entering my mind towards the end of of my run in NXT but in like the heat of things from like 2018 to 2020 I wasn't even thinking about it I was just so NXT all day you mentioned your relationship with Hunter and Sean are they saying anything to you or talking to you about this as the years go on like hey man you're going to be big time on the main roster one day or is none of that really happening with them no so I I still to this day uh keep keep in conversation or keep in touch with, with both of them. And a lot of it is just like a personal, like, sure. Hey, how are Friendship. you thinking of you wishing you the best, uh, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, no, there, there wasn't a huge discussion from either of them about, okay. Uh, going to raw or SmackDown and not at, not as in like, it was an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but I guess the way I'll put it is there really was a, a core group of guys within NXT that, was so laser focused on that one thing, making NXT special that I think they knew and, and they themselves weren't even thinking about it as well. I, I think also, especially with NXT trying to be this new show on Wednesdays, uh, they probably would have been nervous or scared at the idea of like, hmm. oh my God, okay, they just took four of our top yes. NXT stars. Now what are we going to do? So, but we, we also felt that way as well, where we just were focused on the show, so. Yeah, it makes sense. And and speaking of excitement, this had got to be uh, an exciting time for you. And it's Royal Rumble, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So your home state, it's 2018. Man, what was that like for you? Oh, my God. Um, so the night before, I had a extreme rules match with um, Aleister Black uh, in, in Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, I, and I took some pretty uh, nasty bumps, but I was okay. You know, I was all right. And I remember I, I got to the back after the takeover had ended and Hunter asked to speak with me and he goes, Hey, I just want to let you know, you're going to be in the, in the Royal rumble tomorrow. I thought I was going home 
you know, the next day. So I'm so excited. Uh, like the first Union Center in Philadelphia is where I went to all the shows. Yeah. Like I was such a that building and that place has so much nostalgia uh, in it for me. Like I just God, that's my childhood. So to be able to do an event like the Royal Rumble, one of the best you know WWE shows of the entire year, and to be able to do it in Philly. Uh, my my mother was this was so cool because this was last minute the show was sold out but they knew that I was gonna want my mom to be there uh, and my and my younger brother who two people I'm very very close with and they somehow got a hold of them and got them uh, you know comp tickets so they could be there to to see it uh, which was so cool because again it was so last minute but yeah I'll never forget uh, walking out and just getting to feel that experience of like the surprise you know yeah. like surprises in wrestling are always so fun uh but yeah but to get to do that i got to uh you know work with ray mysterio for the first time which was so so awesome he's the best uh but yeah that, that was a, definitely a personal highlight for me not just in my wwe run but in my pro wrestling career period in my life that was a that was a massive highlight was there something in nxt that you were told might happen could happen or an idea that you pitched that didn't happen that you would have liked to have done? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, it's a hard question. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, well, this is this kind of this kind of goes in hand with what we're talking about here. Because, like, I'm going to set it up kind of. So originally, uh, the undisputed era was just supposed to be me, Bobby, and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, that was it supposed to be the three of us. And they were like, Nope, it's not going to be like a group that expands. And we had more and more and more. And I remember they came uh, to us with the idea of adding Roderick strong. And the three of us were kind of off uh, to ourselves and we were sitting there and we we're like, I know we said we don't want anyone else in the group, but Roderick strong would be perfect. Like, cause we're all, we're all buddies with him. And that it really felt like that's when the group um, truly started, you know, with the four of us. Uh, but but going off of like different ideas that ended up not happening, um, I know it was discussed at one point by I can't even specifically think of the name, but adding one or two more people to the group at one point that was discussed. And I know that the four of us were kind of like, eh, we felt like Roderick was like the exception to the rule. And of course, all four of us are good in the sense of if they were like, no, we really want to do this. We're going to go, OK, yes, sir. Yeah, whatever you want. But when they were asking us our opinion, it was, no, I feel like just this this four man group is the way to go. Uh, so, yeah, there, were, there was discussion about maybe adding uh, different members to the Undisputed Era at one point that all of us weren't crazy about. Uh, and it ended up not happening. So, yeah, <laughs> it's kind go. of a long winded way of. No, that's to good. To that is, answer, I love to hear because I, I yeah, never heard question, that before. Adam. Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> So here, let's talk about another big time accomplishment for you, Adam. And it's, you are the longest reigning NXT champion in the history of the brand. And that's a pretty big accomplishment. And what does that mean for you uh, to, to be able to say that? Yeah, that uh, again, you know, winning uh, championships that other top talent uh, has held is always like such a, such a great feeling of accomplishment in a lot of ways. But again, to be the NXT champion, uh, the longest reigning champion at the point where arguably NXT was at its hottest um, is a, is a huge compliment, uh, you know, not only from the fans, but honestly from our team, like, like for, 
for Triple H and Sean and our roster as well to go, no, no, he should be the guy right now um, is the best feeling because having the respect you know, from your peers uh, means even more uh, than anything else in a lot of ways. So it, it was. It, it was a really, really cool time. It was a big challenge because, again, our roster was so stacked at the time. We, we had some of the best in the entire world, I think. So to get the chance to be the champion for that long and for NXT itself to trust me uh, in that role, again, you can't get a higher compliment than that. You, you really, really can't. Mm. Well, when NXT invaded the WWE main roster, you had great matches with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. Did you wonder why you weren't called up at this point? You know, I uh, again, I didn't really think too much about why I wasn't being um, moved to, to Raw or SmackDown at that point. Especially uh, another reason, too, is when we did that invasion uh, of SmackDown and I got to work with uh, with Daniel Bryan and then going the you know, few days later to Raw and working with Seth Rollins. Um, in my mind, especially because the end of that NXT won uh, the Survivor Series uh, showdown with Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, NXT real third brand is it's happening, and, and everyone is acknowledging it now. Uh, so we're going to put our nose to the ground and just and just go for it. So at that point, I still even as and, and I held the NXT Championship for a little while um, after that too. So I wasn't even really thinking about it until the idea of me dropping the championship. Then I thought, okay, you know, maybe now a move might happen. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, but yeah, at that, at that time, after those two matches, yeah, I still was of that mentality of like, let's go. Let's NXT is a real third brand. Let's do it. Oh, Hey, real quick. I want to remind everybody and listen up wrestling fans. It's time to win with Zen. Get to wrestlingprizes.com right now to register for your chance to win one of four once in a lifetime digital Q and a sessions with wrestling legends like the nature boy himself, Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, the WWE hall of famer, maybe the voice of wrestling Jim Ross, or what about the hardcore legend, Mick Foley winners will also get an autographed replica title belt and a prize pack from Zen. That's America's number one nicotine pouch register once per day. Now through July 15th at wrestlingprizes.com. Here's a disclaimer for you. There's no purchase necessary to enter or win. It's open to us residents, 21 and over void. where prohibited for official rules. Visit wrestlingprizes.com. warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Something tells me we'll get to see some more great matches with you and Brian, Brian Danielson yeah. at some point too, down the road. I hope so. I yeah. hope so. We all, we all do. Now, listen, yeah. let's talk about, uh, working with Pat McAfee, obviously yes. big personality. That was a different kind of program than NXT had ever done before. What did you think of putting that all together? And what was it like working with Pat? So it, it's, it's really, really fun getting the chance to do anything that's somewhat, um, outside the box. You know, you know, um, as much as I can't stand the guy, you know, Pat is a he's a very, very talented person, uh, very charismatic, has the gift of gab for days. Um, and, and he does. He really respects pro wrestling a lot. He, he really does. He uh, as far as being a student of the game and watching it and respecting it, he's he's the best when it comes to that. Um, so, yeah, but getting the chance to do uh, any sort of program with someone who's a non wrestler um, is was very, very fun. And, and again, it was such a compliment for them to trust me uh, with that role of, of getting to be in there with with Pat. So uh, he's, again, as far as someone being such a natural yeah. when it comes to Definitely this is, job, yeah. 
my goodness. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He's he's a he's a real jerk, but uh he uh he's a he's a natural. Not everybody from Pennsylvania can be cool like us. Yeah, except that guy. He's the only one. He's the only one. Uh, hey Adam, when did you know you were leaving the WWE? Oh, it, it honest to God, it was not until literally I'd say three or four days before I debuted with AEW. Like I, I genuinely was going back and forth in my mind, weighing the pros and cons and thinking about what I wanted to do, what my vision was for the next few years. Uh, to, again, I was where I was talking to, to both parties and I, I really finally made the decision. Um, like I said, three or four days before I actually debuted it all out, which is kind of wild. Um, but, but weighing those pros and cons again, like my entire experience with NXT and WWE was nothing but a positive one. Everyone treated me with respect. Um, I had a, a really, really fun run there. Um, and AEW, again, getting to know Tony Khan and meeting him, he's just a, he's a wonderful guy. Getting the chance to work alongside Britt again was, yeah. was really exciting. Um, and then one of the biggest things, seriously, is I've, I've become more involved in doing content outside of just pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is my number one passion and my number one love but I like the idea of getting my feet wet in a bunch of different areas uh, instead of it just being within, within wrestling. And at AEW, that was, that was very encouraged as well. So um, that's, that's a big reason that my decision was what it was. And I'm very happy with it. Like I, I could not be more happy at AEW. Uh, that's great. We'll put a bow yeah. on the NXT here with this question. Sure. So you got to wrestle Kyle O'Reilly, who you talked about. Everything's kind of been full circle with him, and it's your yeah. last match with him in NXT. And how special was that? It had to feel, like I said, like a kind of that full circle moment uh, with Kyle there. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm an emotional guy, and I don't think I've ever said this, but um, I cried like a baby after that match. Yeah, I, I was uh, just thinking about Again, the whole I'm I'm sitting there. I'm watching this video package before the match, and it's pictures of me and Kyle from 2009, and all this Ring of Honor stuff, and us wrestling each other in New Japan. And I know that this is my last night at NXT, uh, or most likely, I'm thinking it's the my last night at NXT. At least that's how we we treated it as well. And I see Sean standing over there. I was crying before I went out there. I remember mm. I was that, and then I so I'm like, oh, I got to be. I got to be ticked off Adam Cole now. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, went out and yeah, getting to do that with him. It was like, there's no one I would have rather wrestled or been in there with than Kyle. Um, just because I got to close um, my Ring of Honor chapter with him in a lot of ways. Uh, I got to close my PWG chapter and then my NXT chapter with Kyle. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a very special night and a very emotional night for me. So well, your debut for AEW came it all out right before Brian Danielson made his debut. How surreal are those few minutes for you? Oh, my goodness. The, uh, so if it's okay, and I'll, like I said, I'll try not to ramble. I'm sorry. I'm rambling, no, ramble, but, ramble. Uh, love it. But, but the, uh, that whole process was so wild. So it was, I flew in the night before to, I think it was like, I think it was maybe Milwaukee. We were like two hours away from the, from the building. Uh, and I stayed in a hotel it was completely out of the town. And then I got driven to the show as the show was going on. Then I was put in a trailer away from everybody. Uh, and I'm watching the show on this monitor. And I haven't said hello to anyone yet. I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, this is nuts. So, yeah, finally, when we get pulled and I'm walking up and everyone kind of sees that I'm there, they're like, because I know a lot of them. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, hey. 
uh, and I'm, st- I'm standing there waiting at the bottom of the steps, getting ready to go out. And of course, the thing through my mind is like, I, I hope they're excited. You know, I, I hope <laughs> they're like, oh, cool. This, you know, because uh, that, that's always the thing that goes through your mind. At least for me, it did. I'm like, oh, man, please. So fortunately, that crowd in Chicago uh, was awesome. They were incredible. But I, I remember walking up the stairs and my legs were physically shaking because I had so much adrenaline. So but fortunately, walking made it you know normal again. But I was I was so excited. So, so excited. Um, it, it was it was one of my favorite nights in my career, for sure. That was a special night. Buddy, you talk about your leg shaking. Okay, so I was fortunate enough to be in the building for this. Uh, oh, awesome. And I was there with my son, Gavin, and my best friend in the world, Mark Sutton, who's the biggest, I'm naming him, name dropping, who's the biggest Adam Cole fan. And when nice. you came out and your music hit, I looked at him. I've never seen him and my son <laughs> react so loud. The place was, it was a rock concert. It was It insane. was wild. Yeah, and uh, man, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. One of the top, you know, wrestling moments I was a part of ever live when your music hit. But you had to feel like it confirmed with you, man. I made the right decision. That, for sure, there, there there was like this. Um, there was always this relationship I felt with the AEW fans and AEW in general. Uh, where even though I was at WWE or in NXT, uh, they always treated me kind of like I was one of them. Because uh, because AEW again was started on on stuff like BTE and with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and they know that I'm still really close with those guys. Uh, there's a lot of similarities to a lot of us as well. So I never felt like like the reaction too almost felt like a yes welcome home type of yes. thing. Like they were really really pumped that I made that decision, and it was again that that was one of many reasons where I was like AEW is the place for me for sure homecoming that's the best way to put it man that's yeah. what it felt like so cool. yeah very fun hey adam what is left for you to accomplish Ooh, um so again i think i think my my goals at the end of the day they're they're ever changing and as time goes on um god seriously my biggest thing is i just want to make sure i stay healthy um i want to get the chance to work with a lot of people i haven't had the chance to work with yet and go into some really cool, fun, long-term programs. And I just want to be proud of the the stuff that I put out on television or for the live crowd to where people can really sit back and go, man, I really enjoyed that. That was really fun. Um, you know, of course, at the end of, end of the day, you always want, like, it'd be great to be the AEW world champion. It'd be, it'd be awesome to have a run with the championship. Um, but yeah, right now, again, my biggest goals are just staying healthy, staying consistent and, and giving, giving the audience, whether it be in the arena or at home on TV, just something they could be, they could be proud to watch. Well, Adam, let's name a name besides Kurt Angle. Who's the one guy you want to wrestle that you still haven't. Oh, okay. So can, (laughs) can this be, can this be anybody like, like even if they're not active or just someone, it, it can be anybody. Okay. Okay. Yes. Aside from, the cha- oh, aside from the awesome experience it would be to get to step in there with Kurt, uh, Shawn Michaels again would be my Shawn Michaels would be my number one pick to, to be able to have the chance to get to wrestle him would be so cool and so surreal uh, because again I I really God I've, I've studied him so much I've watched him so much and I know him personally and he's a he's a wonderful wonderful person so 
yeah, yeah to, to be in there with Sean would be great. Okay. Okay. So I'm not letting you off the hook. Sean okay. Michaels. <laughs> yep. Now you got to give me a current wrestler. Okay. Okay. A current wrestler. Um, okay. Uh, I, I know he's out injured right now, but CM Punk would be the guy that, I, that I'd want to step in there with. Because again, he uh, CM Punk was the, the guy who got me into Ring of Honor as a fan. I remember seeing his uh, matches and thinking it was, they were really good. And then watching his promos and being like, whoa, this is a, like his level. His yeah. promo ability made me from a young age go, I have to make sure that I get good at talking because it was he was so, so great at it. Um, and I thought it was never going to happen. I'm like, OK, yep, he's done. He retired. Um, so I'm never going to get the chance to wrestle him. And now it's a very real possibility. So so getting to go in there with with CM Punk and AEW would be really cool. Well, that's great, Adam. Hey, thank you for coming on the Kurt Angle show. We really appreciate it. Is there anything you would like to plug before we've done? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I have uh, I have a Twitter, which is uh, at Adam Cole Pro. Uh, Instagram, same thing, uh, Adam Cole Pro. Also, I am a big Twitch streamer where uh, online I'll play some uh, cool different, whether it be retro games or newer games. It's an awesome community of people. Um, again, the internet can be a, a nasty place sometimes, but but on Twitch, it's like a beautiful community of people. Um, and that's twitch.tv slash the chugs. If you would like to watch uh, me play some video games. Um, but other than that, I just wanted to say you guys, uh, this was such a pleasure, such an honor. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so cool. Thank you so much, Adam. And we, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks. Adam, Thank you. Fantastic. Great meeting Thank you today, man. Thank you so much. Great to meet you. Take Thank care, you guys. My friend. Thank All you. Right. Have a good one. Kurt, uh, wow. A lot of energy. Could you tell I was excited about that yeah, one? Yeah, good storyteller, too. So that good conversationalist, great, yeah. man. Very good. And uh, he's got big things in the future. He's already accomplished big things. But, man, I'm looking forward to watching his career at AEW. Buddy, next week we're going to be talking all about Victory Road 2007. It's when you team with Samoa Joe to take on Team 3D with all the TNA titles on the line. That's going to be fun. But before we get out of here this week, first of all, this drops on Independence Day weekend, so we want to wish everyone happy Independence Day here in the U.S. because he is the American hero, Kurt happy Angle. Happy July 4th. Yes. There you go. And Kurt, I also want you to uh, talk a little bit about physicallyfit.com. You were telling yes, me that the contest got, continues. Uh, yes, we have a contest. Uh, you put together a video of why you absolutely love chicken snacks or snack smart crispy protein bites. These, this product is incredible. Go to physicallyfit.com. You can order 11 different flavors, very high protein, low carbohydrate, low fat, very healthy for you. These are incredible. You'll love the tastes. That's right. So check out physicallyfit.com. As Kurt said, the contest continues. They decided to extend it for that belt. So submit your videos and you could win a $3,500 valued championship belt made by Wildcat Belts. Uh, so definitely you want to check that out and hook up our man, Kurt Angle, and go ahead and get you some chicken snacks. I'm telling you, a variety of flavors from cinnamon and uh, you have buffalo wing and jalapeno, all kinds of flavors. So check it out. You can also support them by going to KurtAnglebrand.com. That's where you're going to get what, Kurt? T-shirts, cameo videos. What else? Cowboy hats, milk cartons, autographed photos, birthday cards, T-shirts, cameo video messages. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com, order whatever you want, and I'll be sending it to you. 
There you go. Uh, also, check out our buddy over at wildcatbelts.com. Uh, we're down to two belts left. I think if I would have told Adam Cole about those belts, he might have snatched one up. So <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. One. He's I such a massive right. Kurt Angle fan. <laughs> Dude, did you ever hear that story before about how you were such a big impact on him? No, I did not. I, I He did... Um, he did say something very short in an interview at one time. Saying yeah, I was one of his biggest influences, but I didn't know the story behind it. Yeah, he had been on Renee's podcast, I think, and shared a little bit about that. But man, he really looks up to you. So very cool. So check out the belt, wildcatbelts.com. Andrew does unbelievable work. Big fan of his. And then finally, before we get out of here this week and let you enjoy the fireworks, the hot dogs, and the hamburgers, it's time to tell you about Saturday, August 27th. It's wrestling night at the park for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers with Kurt Angle. Listen, you Google for their website, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Then you want to check schedules and promos. You scroll down to August 27th, and you're going to see our Olympic gold hero pictured right there. It's going to tell you all about that event. Kurt and I are flying out together that weekend. He's going to do a meet and greet. He's going to take pictures with you. He's going to throw out the first pitch. And uh, we're going to have a live podcast there where you can have your questions answered live uh, with your Olympic gold medal hero. So please check us out. We're looking forward to that event. Uh, Kurt, I think that's going to do it for this week, man. What a great guest. A great guest. I really love Adam. He's an awesome dude. Really love interviewing him. He really was, man. I could have talked to him all day, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it as well. On behalf of the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right here again next week on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.